and welcome to MSESL English. Well, what happened is last week we were talking about some of the vocabulary, where it had come from and why English spelling is so weird. And while I was doing my research on that, I got a little sidetracked, got a little carried away <laughs> with the research. So we now have a whole other additional <laughs> episode. This is also about vocabulary. It's less about spelling and more about where did we purloin our words from? Where has the English language stolen vocabulary from? And let me tell you, the list is long and distinguished. <laughs> So we're going to go in three main batches today of places that have influenced the English language in quite a heavy way in terms of vocabulary. Last week we talked a lot about Latin, which of course was the language of the Roman Empire, and Greek, which heavily influenced Latin. So any of the countries that were within the Roman Empire have tended to have a Latin base to their language, which includes Italian, Spanish, French. While a great deal of our vocabulary and our spelling can be traced back to Greek and Latin, there are other influences too. First, Vikings. Is that necessary? Not really. <laughs> anyway, Vikings. In British culture, Vikings are one of the few invaders that we really, really like. <laughs> I mean, now we like them. We maybe didn't like them then, but we definitely like them now. <laughs> Despite them being active for actually a comparatively short period, that is CE 800 to 1150, they continue to have a massive impact. Vikings invaded, raided, traded, married, and ruled the UK. Coming from Scandinavia, which is modern Denmark, Norway and Sweden, these fearless warriors travelled far and wide. There is evidence that they travelled as far as America long before Chris Columbus discovered it. They also made use of Europe's great waterways traveling and trading and slaving their way to and from Istanbul. In the UK, the last big fight was in 1066. We mentioned that year last week. It's kind of a big year. 1066 was the year the Vikings were defeated in the UK. It was the year that the Normans invaded. That's the and they brought with them their French language. And it was the year of the first Great British Survey. This is known now as the Doomsday Book, which set out to assess the wealth and assets of the people of the UK. That was the, the French king that wanted to see how much money we had so that he could tax us. Yeah. These are all the things they don't tell you about British history. <laughs> anyway, if you come to the UK ever, you must visit the city of York. This is an old walled city. It still has its walls. You can walk around the walls. And 
it has some streets. There's one street in particular called the Shambles. Go look it up on the internet. I'll try and put a picture somewhere here, which is really like a little Harry Potter, a little Shakespeare. And the Jorvik Viking Museum. This is a Viking museum that most kids in the UK have been to. It's very thrilling and exciting. And you can see a lot of artifacts from Viking times. And you can also go on a little train around the old Jorvik city, which was the Viking city that was based in York. You can even smell it. It's a whole sensory experience. So the Vikings were here. They were very much part of the community. They were here for a long time. So they definitely had a strong influence on our British culture. But how did they affect our language? While I was watching a Swedish, very modern Swedish show on Netflix, I noticed a few familiar words. But rather than the experience when watching Asian shows or, or living in South Korea, where an English word has been borrowed from English and made into Korean or Japanese, Instead, I was hearing the historical root of the English word, literally its ancestor. It's kind of weird. It's kind of a weird feeling. You, you Like you can tell there's a difference. It's like, that's our word. Oh, wait, is it? Mm. Uh, <laughs> anyway, at school, we learn that Thursday was originally Thor's day. And these days, I expect anyone who watches any Marvel movies knows who Thor is. So many of our words are Viking words or come from a Viking core root. Berserk, which kind of means to go crazy. Gun, ransack, to search a house quickly and in an untidy way. And these words really have that war basis. So from the days when the Vikings were invading and causing havoc, those are where these words come from. Another one, slaughter, not great. Over time, slaughter has gained a very English spelling. So the original sound and meaning remain the same, but we've given it that U-G-H in the middle and it really made it much more of an English word. But it wasn't just words of war. Husband comes from Viking, as does law, loan, race, as in to run quickly, bag, ball, and window. Side note, recently they have found evidence to suggest that the Vikings were putting windows in their buildings all of those centuries ago. A little bit more developed than we imagined they were. Pretty cool. Okay, so the Vikings, very, very old, sort of still on the European continent. Makes sense that they might have affected our language. But what else? Last week I mentioned that a Latin word had a Sanskrit root. And certainly that's how some of the old words that we have that are embedded in our language have come to the UK. But our more modern activities have impacted our language too. Despite the Silk Roads, British people didn't really know about the rest of the world until we took to the seas. 
We first landed in India in 1608, but in 1858, we really started to get settled in with the creation of the British Raj. Britain talks a lot about our influence in India. We usually mention the trains. We're big on the trains, carefully glossing over who built the trains, and we just keep responsibility for their construction. But who was influencing who? Many British people were born and raised in India, and then inevitably came back to the UK to go to boarding school in Eton or university at Cambridge or Oxford. They brought the language they learned as children with them. Do you play video games? I don't. Do you know Avatar comes from the Sanskrit for a god to descend to earth. My grandma lives in a bungalow, which in the UK just means a single storied house, but it just means house in Bengal style in India. In a city in India, men wore a particular style of trousers. We decided they were pretty good for horse riding. And still today, horse riding trousers are named after their home city, of Jodhpur. As we traveled around the dense forests of India, probably looking for poor tigers to shoot, we asked the locals, what is this place? The answer in Sanskrit, Hindi, and Urdu is very similar and led to our jungle. There are so many more, so many more. As we traveled the world, we took these words with us. We can see the influence of language across all English-speaking nations. Whether we forcibly moved people or they chose to emigrate to our countries, they brought their languages with them. Another of these influential languages is Bantu. In fact, Bantu is not one language, but a family of languages. There are around 500 Bantu languages covering many countries across Africa. Due to the English participation in the transatlantic slave trade, speakers of these languages were moved from their African homes to Brazil, the Caribbean, and the Americas. And just like the Vikings and the Indian languages, Bantu words were incorporated into English. Some make perfect sense. We're wandering around the jungle and we come across a chimpanzee. We ask a local, what's that? And they say, chimpanzee. <laughs> so we don't have any other word for it. We don't have any anything to relate it to. So we use their word, chimpanzee. Safari means travel in Swahili. And we've co-opted it to mean African travel or travel in the African savanna, usually to look for animals and historically to shoot them. Such great history. <laughs> Back to our movies and video games, zombie comes from West Africa. But Bantu isn't the only family of African languages. From elsewhere, we have jazz, jive, jukebox. Banjo is Bantu. For music and dances that have heavily influenced America, and by extension the UK, we have African influences to thank. I hope this makes it clear 
that English isn't just a language that came from a tiny little island on the Atlantic, nor is it a language that is owned by Australia or America or New Zealand or the UK. English is without a doubt an international language, being both influenced historically in ways that we really don't recognize or remember anymore by cultures such as Rome and the Vikings, or being influenced more by our modern history, our choices of slavery and moving around and colonizing the world. All of these things have heavily influenced the English language and words that we very much think of as English words today, such as pajama, in fact, very often we find when we look at the root of those words, they're not from these aisles at all. So I hope that helps everyone feel a little more comfortable. <laughs> you are part of English. You have a right to be here. This is an international language. Okay. I hope that's helpful. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. And if you found this useful, please like, subscribe, or share with a friend. Thanks so much. See you tomorrow. Bye.